0: This is Scott and Lars doing the anime stuff. This is the Need for We podcast, even though this is technically Camille's harem on the YouTube channel. It just depends on where you're listening to it.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Depending on where you're listening to, this is what you're going to (laughs) get.
0: We're just a bunch of goofballs talking about writing in anime. That's just the job. That's it. Mm -hmm. All right, folks. So this is our pre-anime manga review for the winter 2022 season. If you haven't heard any of our Need for Weep episodes before, what we do is we go through the winter 2022 season lineup. We're going to pick out 10, and we're kind of changing it up right now, but we pick out 10 that have manga available for it, and we go and read the manga, at least five chapters or so. We, We do a little bit of research into it, just so we're able to get a feel for what's coming out this season. And we're able to tell for ourselves what we're going to be interested in on what we're not going to be interested in. And it's pretty much just that. We're just going to kind of go through a list, talk through it. For returning anime, we've got continuation of Shingeki no Kyojin, Attack on Titan, always popular.
1: Always popular, but I refuse to watch any more of it because <laughs> it's garbage. Right. It's garbage is what it is. And um, no one can convince me otherwise. The moment that Nux Taku decided to stop advocating for how good Attack on Titan is, that's when I knew I won. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I, outla- I outlasted the troll. So <laughs> here's your. Prize. I-, I, love, I I love. I love Nux. I-, I actually do. I love his channel. I love the guy. But yeah. that's where he and I disagree.
0: <laughs> right. Demon Slayer is continuing, which. I need to sit down and actually watch the new stuff that's coming after Mugen Train, even though I've read all of the manga bits and pieces I've seen online. I really oh, like yeah, the look so of, yeah. so I really need to do that one. Arifudate Shokugyo. What what is the English name for that one? From common job class to the strongest in the world.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, I I it's an overpowered one.
0: isekai one with a lot of Gosh, edge.
1: Yeah,
0: edge and Harem. Yeah, the- action to it
1: edgy harem i've tried to watch it and i just couldn't i yeah why is it i would love to know this would be a great side discussion in and of itself why are there so many stories that just focus in on an op character and they just Watch it. Mm-hmm. This is one of the reasons why people like this is why OP gets has such a has such a bad stigma to it. Is that is that people are like it can't be done well. It's always annoying. It's edgy. It's dumb. It's just wish fulfillment. And OP is actually like a really great like way to take certain characters. Sometimes it can mm-hmm. it can open up all different kinds of storylines. Really great character development, and it's been done actually in a lot of really great stories. Yeah, but this garbage is why the idea of op stories just overpowered characters overpowered storylines whatnot just are not widely accepted and yet at the same time people love watching this kind of stuff because they just want to see the edgy harem that's right. basically it if you it's, took away the edgy harem the story would collapse
0: yeah it's a very good example of uh, wish fulfillment in this kind of genre what not to do especially with wish fulfillment in this kind of genre. And it ends up kind of sad, if anything. Yeah. <laughs> then we'll move on to the next one. Yeah, Lars isn't happy about it. A Realist Heroes Kingdom Restoration Chronicle. I didn't really get much in the first season, though I have read a bunch of the manga for this one, and I feel like the longer the story got, the more political things got as you're involved with like different parts of the kingdom that they're trying to rebuild and the mm-hmm. like countries outside of it. And so that complex city actually ends up saving it later on even though towards the start it's a bit idealistic as it's like oh these are common japanese ideals that we're gonna put onto this fantasy world and then it starts changing and it's like but we're still at war we still need to like take care of these other problems that are going on the in- japan ideals aren't always going to answer that question and i felt like it got better as it
1: and i like that i like when stories are self-aware enough to be Mm -hmm. realized like like oh the japanese protagonist doesn't necessarily have it right (laughs) and just because you know how to make mayonnaise doesn't
0: mean it's god's gift to man
1: exactly (laughs) exactly this is an anime that i actually want to binge Mm-hmm. When it's like done, like when the second season's done, then I want to sit down and actually want to binge through it because I feel like I'll get more enjoyment out of it yeah. than, than, than otherwise because it is the slow world building. And yeah. it works really well, like for instance, like a in novel form where you can get highly invested in the intricacies of politics, economics, mm-hmm. statecraft and everything like that. But with a show, that is way, way harder to pull off. Like I am amazed that Spice and Wolf does economics so well, because there's other shows that actually do economics, but they don't do it nearly half as well as how they do it in Spice and Wolf. And it's just, it's a beautiful blend of characters, plot, and economics. Yes,
0: yes, I agree. Then after that, we have second season of The Case Study of Vanitas, still by Bones, I believe.
1: What is this one?
0: It's the vampire one from... I thought we talked about it in our last episode.
1: It's not ringing any bells. Yeah, very historic. I obviously didn't watch it. Yeah,
0: (laughs) I I want to sit down and watch it. I mean... It's animated by Bones. The animation's going to be beautiful, if anything. And the story was intriguing. It's one that I want to sit down and binge. I just haven't found the time to do it. Uh And then last one on the list for returning that I can see anyway is Teasing Master Takagi-san, which is getting season three.
1: It isn't. Isn't Mushoku Tensei uh, also going on to?
0: (sighs) Probably. Okay. It recently ended a season at the very least.
1: My, yeah, I think my is season. Eighty
0: six what... is one that's continuing.
1: Eighty six. I need to sit down and binge eighty six. I've heard so many good things about it. I've just been so busy. I haven't had time to 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 watch it. Right. I'm
0: looking at a list here, and I'm not seeing Nushoku Tensei.
1: Okay, um, it's okay. It's a, I just brought it up because I saw I I saw its poster right here, and was like, oh. That that's one that I want to all the way through that one is mm-hmm. I want to compare the redemption arcs for the main characters between Shoko Tensai and Faraway Paladin. Both of them are where a character who was a horrible person in their previous life is reincarnated in another world, starts off as a baby, retains all of the information from their previous life, mm-hmm. and so they're they're given a an interesting second chance right in another world and the two characters go in very different directions rudy is from shoko tensai is just he's he's still pretty much a predator (laughs) <laughs> he's yeah. a horrible person yeah in uh imimushoko tensai will on the other hand will is just like i am going to take this opportunity that i have been given and i swear i'm going to be be a better person and then that's compounded by the fact that he makes such a such a powerful pact with right. his goddess that if he does regress in any kind of way the guy's screwed <laughs>
0: Ooh,
1: yep so i i like the comparison right here and mm-hmm. i kind of wanted to like do a comparison and be like okay like really do a deep analysis into it and try to figure out why these work, if they work for both right. stories and which one, at least I would say, has the better redemption arc yeah. for their character, because they're both about redemption. Which one does it better?
0: Right, right. So, All right. Do we want to move on to <laughs> was right what's there. coming up? <laughs> Yeah. Do we want to start with like regular anime, or do we want to start with Isekai? Because
1: there's no. Let's let's start off with the regular anime. Let's give the regular anime (laughs) uh, some real time in the spotlight. Okay.
0: What one do you think we should start on?
1: Um. Let's start off with uh, Sabuki Bisco.
0: Okay. This one I am looking (laughs) forward to
1: because
0: I read the manga a while back and found out. I and I think you were right earlier we were talking about it earlier and you were saying that the light novels are a whole much bigger thing than the manga is and online you can only find like three chapters apparently the light novel has gotten a lot of serious like light novel based awards in japan yes and so it's not a surprise this is coming out as an anime it really Mm. isn't but I think it's going to be absolutely insane and I love it.
1: And I think that what, I, what I'm thinking right here is that what is, what is out of the manga so far is just going to be like the first two episodes. Yeah, no, it's not going to be much. Like, like, like an episode and a half because right. it, because when I looked at the light novels, they're so fast paced and there's so much crazy stuff mm-hmm. and there's stuff I think from like the fifth light novel that was already shown in the promo Mm-hmm. for this uh, for it for this show so that means we're going to be moving really fast through an insane world and i really like it i put like my little note right here um on our document i said this one has my attention but it's almost too bizarre i love insane stories i, I really do, do they're very hard to pull off yes like, you you have to somehow convince your audience that that this insane world can exist and that they want to be a part of it by watching your show.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and that's really, really hard to do. You either have to do it totally tongue-in-cheek like Deadpool or Fooly Cooly. Mm-hmm. Or you have to be so married to the idea like decadence. Like decadence is oh yeah, honestly bizarre and off the walls. But in a completely different way because it's so serious it's right. so serious about what it is even though it's self-aware it's still serious about what it is and that makes <laughs> yeah. decadence so amazing and so i'm hoping that that Subakibisco can can kind of pull off like the decadence feel because i think that that's where it's going to go
0: i hope so more too it is by at least from what i can see here the the company producing it is a newer one. I'm not seeing anything listed under their name, and I'm wondering if it's probably because oh. they're a split-off of some company, of some bigger company, but I don't know the details there, unfortunately. I just know, just looking up Oz right here, Sabiku Bisco is going to be their first actual listed show.
1: Huh, interesting. Say, best of luck to them.
0: Best of luck to them. I'm looking forward to it, for sure. We can go- move on to requiem of the rose king and this one i really want to hear your thoughts on it (laughs) because you're the history buff in the group and this is very much like rose war england though from what i understand of it it's basically a twist on one of the henry plays by william shakespeare But
1: yeah, I still want to hear your
0: take on it.
1: This is one. Okay. So this is one that I didn't get the chance to to read through the chapters. So I'm just right now looking at like the very, the very basic, the very basic plot and (laughs) an overview of this right here. Here's the thing. They base it on the play rather than okay. on the actual history. Right. Yes, it's a, it's a show, so how how historically right. accurate can it be? It's going to play off of what Shakespeare did, and Shakespeare wasn't necessarily always accurate to history. And when he wrote these plays, he wrote them as propaganda, because uh, okay. the Tudor family <laughs> were the ones who, who had sponsored the establishment of the theater that he was at, the Globes Theater. Okay. So he has to suck up to the people who actually won the War of the Roses. Okay. So he heaps on a lot of praise onto them, and he then vilifies the people who who have been a part of the War of the Roses and the Hundred Years' War who mm. opposed the ancestors of the Tudor dynasty. Okay. Which isn't always the way that we might want to actually view the history, because if we actually look into the history itself... Some mm-hmm. of the noblemen who you might see as villains within this within this anime would have actually have been the heroes to the English people and oh, not I. necessarily to the Tudors. So this will be an interesting one to watch right here and see what they do with it because it's going to be an adaptation of a play which mm-hmm. is a propagandized version of the history.
0: <laughs> true, true. When I was reading it, I was very <laughs> much... Like, it's very dark and brooding. You can definitely see a lot of the abusive upbra- upbringing the main character goes through and it isn't really until they meet I think they meet actual like King Henry of the time that they find mm-hmm. somebody that doesn't outright hate them. In some form the father oh, okay. the father does like them, but like everybody else absolutely abhors the main character basically but then you meet henry and i could sense a bit of Yahweh coming in between Mm -hmm. the main character who's like 15 at the time and king henry when they randomly meet and then they just keep meeting randomly like bits and pieces. I only read 5 chapters, but it had a lot of different stuff going on. A lot of like the fighting and who won this battle, who won that battle, mm. kind of idea.
1: I'm definitely getting the Aoi vibes. <laughs> yes.
0: Well, part of it is cuz they keep the main character's gender identity pretty ambiguous. Yeah, it's pretty ambiguous. Um, yeah, it's pretty ambiguous for the most part. From what it looks like, it looked like the main character probably historically if it were the case, they probably had what was called Kleinfelter syndrome. I think that's what mm. it's called. It, it's where you express, like, the secondary cha- characteristics of both of the classic genders, basically. Yeah. Let's and like, see here. And that's where a I bunch of a... the abuse comes from, especially from the mother.
1: Yeah, well, let's see here. So I'm looking at this right here. So he's a Yorkist. Yeah, the Yorks and the, and the Lancasters. I mean, I'll be honest right here. Like, looking at the... uh, le- Knowing what I know about the War of the Roses... I tend to side more with the Yorksis, Okay. which is which actually puts me on the losing side. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's going to be spoilers for the anime at all, <laughs> because the York because the Yorkists lose oh, no. uh, at, at the end of the war, okay. um, and the La- and in a way actually the Lancasters lose as well because the Tudors take over afterwards because the uh, Lancasters and their entire faction basically. It's like a Pyrrhic victory. They managed to finally beat the Yorksists, but like, at what cost? They've wiped out nearly all of the major uh, noble houses that supported them. Nearly all of the candidates to the throne are dead, which is why they then need the Tudors because the Tudors have a claim to the throne. Mm. So the Lancasters take on the Tudor family, and they're like, hey, we'll put you on the throne. It's not the Lancasters who end up on top, it's the Tudors who end up on top.
0: Right, okay want to move on to the next one yeah okay let's move on to Sasaki Tomiano which is real Yahweh. <laughs> yeah it very it's softcore if anything <laughs> but it definitely goes in that direction it's very slice of life easygoing it definitely has like a fan base but it they're not the most vocal fan base if anything,
1: mm-hmm. at least for well, I... well, the last time I went to Barnes and Noble, <laughs> I saw this manga all over the place. Really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was, it was being featured very prominently. Now that might be because anime is coming out and well, whoever yeah. is taking care of the manga section is tapping into that there are a lot of copies of this out there, yeah. at least, at least where I'm at.
0: Okay. I don't see that many copies in the Barnes and Noble that I work at. But we do have it on a display of like new upcoming season, which a bunch of these are on. And Sasaki Tomiyano is definitely one that's on that. But yeah, if you're looking for good boy's love, like, Slice of life kinda idea.
1: I'm gonna intercede right here with something that I just recently put out. Okay. <laughs> At least as of the recording of this, I brought up for the Amazon Wheel of Time series, yeah. how I was very, very angry with what they did with with a lesbian couple within the series. Okay. That they had taken two straight characters, made them lesbian, and okay, if you want to do that, I mean then that's up to you guys as the creatives. But then they proceeded to portray these two as hopelessly in love in an extremely toxic relationship. It was bad. It was so hard to watch their scenes together because it was, it was such a toxic relationship. It was really all about the sex. If you're going to use LGBTQ couples in your story or make them even a focal point of the story, I would prefer it if you showed them in a more positive light, because to be quite frank, most Western media doesn't actually do that. Yeah, I agree. And so looking at this right here, Sasaki and Miano, this is something that I feel like should be done a whole lot more. Yeah, this is this is way more healthy. And that kind of ties into the whole slice of life that it's just it's it's two it's two boys. Spending quality time together, getting to know each other, sharing moments, Mm -hmm. young love. Do more of that, please.
0: (laughs) And it very much falls in the line is like, well, these two right off the bat, you wouldn't expect them to get together in any sort of fashion because like Mm -hmm. one's very much a nerd. The other one's very much kind of a jock. But they find out, oh, we actually get along really well when we're together and actually get to know each other and like that's kind of where the story goes from there and like i said just mm. easy going yeah want to so, move on to the next one move on yeah
1: so what's the next one we want to talk about
0: let's talk about orient orient cuz that one seems kind of fun it's if you've re- read or watched magi this is mm-hmm. by the same creator the same author and okay it's, yeah it's very much the same kind of insanity if not yes. worse
1: yes Okay.
0: Like, we just went from, like, easygoing slice of life to aliens have taken over the world, and it's up to people (laughs) with swords to save the day.
1: Yes, on motorcycles.
0: On motorcycles, yes.
1: I want to see this. I want to see this right here. This is my kind of insanity (laughs) right here, which, once again is honestly hard to pull off. It's hard to pull yeah. off this kind of, this kind of crazy right here. So I'm rooting for it. I could understand if it's not everyone's cup of tea,
0: <laughs> right? It falls very much into the boys shonen category mm-hmm. if anything. This is for kids that are from like 8 to 15, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And yep, so so a lot of action, have crazy fights. Yeah, a lot of actually crazy fights, shouting, it very much falls into that, but I think it's a good representative of that. If you're into that kind of stuff, you like watching that kind of stuff, it's a good one to go to.
1: Okay, I actually want to quickly put a hook into this line of thought right here. Okay. Because this is, I don't know, Scott, if you've run into this a whole lot, but I feel like I have found myself like really, I don't know how, but I've waded into this debate a whole lot about Shonen genre. Okay. Uh, recently, and and like I feel that as of right now, there's almost a misconception of what the shonen genre actually is, and that there's now like a more recent interpretation of shonen versus like like the stuff that like you or I probably would have gotten like more used to at least my introduction into anime with uh with Dragon Ball, Bleach, mm-hmm. Naruto, One Piece. I feel like those pillars of shonen are largely forgotten and that now there's like a new post fairy tale shonen which isn't really shonen if that makes sense
0: yeah yeah i can kind of get that feeling i mean any kind of genre is gonna experience a change as you go forward in time if we're looking at it this way it definitely falls back into that kind of classic shonen perception like right next to like black clover and fairy tale and magi you know what i mean Mm -hmm. very much falls in right next to those if anything you, you kind of have to take a look at what age group a shounen or like any anime is spaced towards this one's definitely mm-hmm. based towards younger audiences and you can see it. it like the story's gonna reflect that in some way and they they know who the audience they're making it for and mm-hmm. you look at the ones you were naming off it's even though there's a lot of the action it's a lot of like the the shonen inks and all that kind of stuff it's usually for older teens that that applies the most towards well with this one it's definitely more like younger teens preteens kind of idea Mm -hmm. and i definitely feel like there's there's a difference between those kind of shonen genres
1: yeah part of what brings this up is really like the impact that something like demon slayer has had yes on the community because demon slayer is is it's got all the great action you could want Mm -hmm. fantastic world building great characters but it doesn't have the whole i mean inosuke does a whole lot of screaming but like <laughs> <laughs> but, but inosuke that's a character cork it's
0: not like ca- every character in the show does exactly that thing it's mm-hmm. just inosuke being inosuke and you expect
1: it and you yeah, love exactly it. and and, and while there are parts where, like, everyone's like, oh, I gotta eat hom-nom-nom-nom-nom, nom nom nom. it's not like a, oh, I've overworked myself this episode, now I have to eat, like, an entire feast for 20 right. people. and Pack that away, because I'm a growing boy. Like, a Demon Slayer, weirdly enough, takes a very human, has a very human, very emotional approach to... Mm-hmm its action into its plot and i that because that has resonated with a whole lot of people a lot of people are now looking for that to be in their shonen series and yeah. meanwhile shonen has also had to kind of like compete with its isekai subgenre that's been doing its own thing yeah and so like i feel like that ties like this this is an anime that I that I hope does well, just to kind of like stand up as that pillar of like hey guys, this is what we used to be. Right. It's pretty cool. Like let's not forget what really makes shonen mm-hmm. enjoyable. <laughs> right.
0: Let's move on to the next one then. Love of Kill by which is going to be done by Platinum Vision. So this one so you've got the shonen for like younger audiences. You've got the shonen. I mean, and that goes from like age two all the way up to adult, basically. Yeah. And then there's and like once you get an adult, you get more into the seinen, the more like mature kind of mm-hmm. genres. Love of Kill definitely fits into that. Basically, you've got a bounty hunter and then. A full-on assassin, and the assassin has fallen in love with a bounty hunter for some reason. Uh. And there's all sorts of crap going down because of that. Because you've got, like, another assassin come in, and it's just like, I don't know if you're good enough for my assassin, buddy. I'm gonna test you, and, like, literally crashes their car off of a cliff.
1: (laughs) It's... It's like Braveheart. Who are you? (laughs) I am your son's uh, war adjutant. Oh, really? Yes, I advise him on all military matters. Really? Well tell me, advise me, what would you do in this and you like he then proceeds <laughs> to throw the guy out the window? <laughs>
0: yeah. It's it's very dark, it's very unapologetic about like the death that's happening in it.
1: Mm-hmm. It's love of kill.
0: Yeah, it's love of kill. But like there's very interesting like actual romance that's going on there's a lot of like the fighting and the serious bits and all that kind of stuff but it's kind of fun watching even though you've got all of this like dark gloom death going on there's kind of a cute Little romance going on between the two oh, characters romance. as they build yeah. it up. Even though it starts out, the guy's basically stalking her, and that's not good. Yeah, but no.
1: I'll, I'll be honest. None of this is good. I'll be honest. I think I'm going to skip Love of Kill okay. and just go on to Spy X Family. Yes, ne- next season because that I'm looks looking amazing. That I love it the manga so for amazing. <laughs> and just like reading one chapter, I'm like. Oh my gosh, these characters are amazing. (laughs) These, I almost felt like
0: Love of Kill and Spy Family are two sides of the same coin though. Love of Kill, it's very much the like dark hidden world that is hinted at in Spy Family. While in Spy Uh Family, you have a lot more comedy and joy and whatnot, but like it's the same coin you just don't see both sides at the same time yeah i'm looking forward to it i was a fan of the manga already and was excited when i found out it's becoming an anime so that's me let's move on to our last regular show (laughs) we've
1: kind of been saving this one for last (laughs) we have
0: been saving this one for last okay this one's the one and like i've seen some of the opening credit read a bunch of the manga now Mm -hmm. My dress-up darling, which is by Cloverworks, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm expecting wonderful stuff
1: it looks freaking gorgeous It
0: like just the manga itself is freaking gorgeous the artwork is so beautifully done and whoever the artist group that draws it for the author mm. for the mangaka they do a fantastic job and it really relies on that visual perspective because it focuses a lot on cosplay and like the cosplay community and like dressing up and how to make these different cosplay and whatnot. That's one of the main features of the show. And like having that visual aspect to it really complements it. Mm -hmm.
1: I'm going to say right here, this is something that I like about this story right here is that this feels believable. Yes. There's a lot of romance stories where it's just like, Oh, like if you honestly step back from it, you're like, yeah, that's kind of forced, right? Right. It's something I can actually see happening. If you're in the whole circuit of, of comic conventions, anime conventions, and you get into the world of cosplayers, people who do theater, all this kind of stuff, I can see this happening. Because you meet all kinds of people within the world of costume making. Yeah. and And when you find someone who can do a good job people latch onto that person. Yes. And they're just all like, I want to work with you. I want to work with you because they know what happens if it goes wrong and just the embarrassment that comes Mm -hmm. with that. And so if you find someone who does a good job, you're going to stick to that person. And when you stick to that person, romance can happen.
0: Right, the two characters are so cute together, and to the point where I am, they haven't like confessed anything, but they're they've fallen hard for each other. Oh man, they so cute. they're so much fun. Like the guy keeps getting <laughs> embarrassed over different stuff, and he's like. Why aren't you embarrassed about that? And the girl's like, huh? And then like literally the next scene, she gets embarrassed about something, but it's not the thing that he was worried about.
1: And she's like, <laughs>
0: oh no, my contact's falling out. And he's like, you're barely wearing anything. Why are you embarrassed about your contacts?
1: Hey, hey, hey. losing your vision in one eye sucks. <laughs>
0: okay, okay. I can give you that. I can give you that. But it's such a cute story and really well-written. You do have to go into it understanding there's going to be a lot of promiscuous scenes.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: have to go in expecting it's, 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 it. You're going to see gonna, there's some skin.
1: A, there's going to be a lot of people, though, who are going to watch this just for that and who are going to get yes. frustrated that there ain't no hanky-panky going on.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, this isn't Ishizoku reviewers, okay? We're not going to get... Oh, At least I hope that isn't what happened because like Ishizoku reviewers went from oh like the manga is pretty straightforward you don't really see any of that even though they talk about it to the anime is a full-on hentai
1: yeah but then again I mean the story kind of lends itself to that in Ishizoku reviewers (laughs) yes yes
0: you understand why there's so much skin in this one because that
1: that makes sense makes sense with my dress up darling yeah
0: (laughs) because it's like yeah of course you're gonna have to get my actual physical measurements in order to make custom clothing for me that's yeah yeah that's nothing new i'm looking forward to like the artwork for it i already have the main girl as my waifu like (laughs) that she's high up on my waifu list at the moment just saying she's so freaking cute and normally i'm not into the gal girl's like the Japan gal girl kind of setup. She's so much of her own character, has so much of her own spunk and character about her. Like she's instantly magnetic in that regard. Mm-hmm. All right. Should we jump into the pit?
1: All right. Let's just dive into the isekai.
0: <laughs> okay. So we've got four brand new isekai here we've got um, one with well actually no two three with op characters that will handle it completely differently yep you've got and then we've got one absolutely insane piece of work that i'm looking forward to because it's just gonna people are gonna be talking about this one they're not talking about it yet but once they see some of the insanity involved i think it's gonna blow up but i want to save that one for last i want to talk about
1: (laughs) scotty take the wheel oh that one okay no daichi nite okay That one is the one that I am most interested in. Really? Yes, and I'm going to tell you why. Because because even though we got an OP character and everything like that, I like the story that she's like She's basically dead in her own world. I like that they basically right. full on commit to the whole to the whole uh, sword art online premise of you've been locked into a video game and there's no way out. Why? Because you're basically dead. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. Well, you're now stuck in the get. You're now stuck in the game. I like and, and that during this whole like weird process of coming into the game, the game's world has evolved beyond where she was.
0: Right. There's like and a time so, jump of several hundred a, years.
1: Exactly. And that the things that she's been doing in the game have consequences yes. that she now has to pick up and deal with going forward. And I like that it's also a slow burn yeah. beginning. I was happy with that. I was yeah, happy it's with the very, slow burn and the consequences.
0: Very easy going into that. I love how she's finally realizing these people I knew as these NPC characters, they actually have life to them at this point. Mm realizing yeah like you said that there's consequences to her actions and there's consequences to the actions she made when she was in a game which embarrasses her to no end and i love it
1: <laughs> i'm so excited <laughs>
0: she's like don't don't talk about my bio phase please don't talk about my bio phase oh we will we will talk we, will, about we will expose everything about your chunibyo Bio phase.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> when we oh. get to
1: that point, in the anime it's going to be great. Right? Yeah, I I, love I, it. I like this. I don't know how good the animation is going to be, just going off of the uh, the, the trailer. Film. But I like the story. Yeah, I like the story. If they adapt see, the story well, film I does. Th- this will be good.
0: They did Standing on a Million Lives. They did... um, (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Even if it's for my daughter, I defeat the Demon Lord. Okay. Yeah, there's... Like, I'm not saying they're the worst anime studio out there. They just don't (laughs) have the...
1: I'm not gonna say they're the worst, but but yeah,
0: <laughs> it's good enough for what it is, but it does have flaws. It definitely does. Mm. I think it'll be a fun, like easygoing isekai, which when you get so many that take themselves too seriously with how OP the character is and everything that especially like oh, crap i have the worst time with the english names honestly um (laughs) the strongest sage of the disqualified crest the shikakumon no saikyo kenja uh this one takes itself very lightly And then we get into the one I just mentioned, the Strongest Sage with the disqualified crest, and the Mm -hmm. character is way too OP. I guess you can't technically call this one an isekai; it's more of a reincarnation.
1: Yeah, it's a reincarnation kind of setup,
0: but it plays itself off as an isekai very much. So I like, I like how it puts effort into not having the same old video game status. Kind of stuff, that nice. a bunch of stuff. It, it's nice that it sets that up, but main character is so OP that
1: he's so OP. And I don't, and I do not like else the matters. crest system. I'll be yeah. honest, I do not like the crest system. The crest system sucks. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I looked at it in the part in the manga where it breaks it down. It's like, oh, this is the poor man's version of Allomancy. Yep. Which, If you don't know what Allomancy is, it's the magic from Mistborn, which is fantastic. There's a fantastic magic system. This right here is like this is the poor man's version of Allomancy. I don't like it I, like I give him points. I give him credit. Breaking away from the whole video game status setup. I was happy for that. The opening really didn't make any sense to me, where he's like, I must get stronger. So rather than actually put any effort into becoming stronger and like fighting monsters, like he says he wants mm-hmm. to go out into the universe and right. battle gods, rather than actually build himself up to that, he takes yeah. the cheap route and forces himself to be reincarnated to hopefully get a better crest so he can then have another shot at it. Right. And, and then it drops him in a world that's stupid.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it does the same thing that misfit of the demon Academy does where it drops him in a world where the entire magic system's been nerfed. And so he's suddenly the strongest thing that exists period, even though he's like eight years old when he starts, it, it's just kind of stupid. It, yeah. It's frustrating it's, to it, watch.
1: It's really stupid. And and like the family dynamic is awful too. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> there was a part of me that at first was like, "So are they trying to go for like a whole like Al and Ed dynamic over right here?" No, not no, that at all. Nope. He just hates his brothers are all just incompetent idiots, and his dad is a it's a useful idiot. Yeah. I was like, "This is this is so dumb." Yeah. So I I had a hard time reading that one to be all right. honest. All right. So well, I I have no hope for that anime. <laughs> yep.
0: I actually um, like this next one. Well, I like both of the next ones just because I like, like gender-bender media in the first place. Though this one, the she professed herself the Disciple of the Wiseman, the Kenja no Disho. Oh, yes. It, it kind of it happens and then it just kind of like other than mentioning it here and there it brushes it under the rug mm-hmm. and so it's like accidentally swap genders before a whole log horizon event happened to us does it actually matter to the story no it really doesn't matter to the story other than the fact oh. that the character's appearance changed yeah that's they're, they're honestly completely the part. op yes completely op character i yeah it does have the problem with like the op character and like there's nothing they can do to compete with it ends up becoming kind of a a travel blog almost yeah. as the character goes from like point to point taking care of errands for the king i enjoyed the story for the same reason i enjoy some other light-hearted isekai it's fun at times it has some like fun little humor here and there there's no challenge whatsoever. It's not all that engaging because of that. Mm -hmm. So... I like it, and I've read through all of the manga that I could, but it has its flaws. It definitely has its flaws.
1: Yeah, it, this is one that I'm going to skip just because mm-hmm. it, it didn't hold my attention
0: mm-hmm.
1: really long enough. It was like, this this could be interesting, but nah. <laughs>
0: yep. Uh, but once
1: again, OP, OP not done well enough. <laughs> right. Want to move into the
0: batshit insane one? Yes. I don't even know <laughs> what the English name is going to be for this one. I'm just going to go with the Japanese one. Fantasy Bishojo Juniku Ojisan Tol, And that's what the name is. I'm curious what the...
1: It's going to be Fantasy the studio gender
0: Swap? E- well, yes. <laughs> it starts off right off the bat that way. Right. Another one where it's the first one by this specific studio. So oh. that'll be interesting. It, again, it looks like it's a split off team or something. I'm not sure from what. Mm -hmm. But it looks like it's a split-off team. But like I said, this is absolutely crazy.
1: I've told you guys this before. Like, sometimes when I read an anime, I'm like, okay, I read a manga. And I'm like, okay, this, like, this is interesting. It's kind of holding my attention. Not yet all the way there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do I'm going to perform a cardinal sin. And I'm gonna to jump to the back, okay, and I'm going to see if it's still interesting, even if I have no idea what the heck is going on. okay? Um, because if I feel like it's gonna drop off a cliff, then it's this insanity is not worth the investment of time. Right. Wow. Wow. From <laughs> from first chapter to the last chapter, I was like, these guys have an amazing amount of character ve- development that I can already tell. I have no idea how they got there. Right. But from first chapter to the most recent chapter, I was like, there's a lot of development going on right here and it still retains that absolute high bar of insanity i'm like right like okay this has my attention
0: yeah no this one (laughs) drops you into the deep end right off the bat and it doesn't take any prisoners you literally have a character who's like completely drunk upset because they can't get any um like any dates with anybody and they're like i wish i was a girl so i could actually date people and this love (laughs) goddess from another world shows up and is like, I'm gonna grant your gruish but I have to kill you first and like get summoned to another world. They yep. badmouth the goddess. The goddess, you know what? I'm gonna curse you. The main character who's now female, girl, <laughs> girl, yeah. Quotation marks. I mean, yep. nowadays that could be mean anything. It's literally what anybody identifies as. But like,
1: yeah,
0: they they automatically go into is like, I did not actually want this to happen and. <laughs> but like they get cursed so like anytime they look at each other they start like having feelings for each other and they're like "Uh oh that's not good (laughs) and then it gets worse because like anybody who sees the sees the girl ends up falling in love with her well any male that sees the girl anyway Mm -hmm. and it just keeps going and like there's this world is screwed. Just saying that right now. They're sent in the world to get rid of the demon lord. <laughs> this world is screwed and they've sent tons of people into this world and every one of them's absolutely crazy or been like absolutely affected in some negative way. And I feel like I'm not doing it justice like on how crazy this thing actually is.
1: Okay, it's not fully cooly <laughs> it has a fully Cooly vibes. Yes, which if you're, which if you're a fan of something as insane as fully Cooly and just like you can, you can just detach yourself and just ride the tidal wave of insanity, <laughs> you will enjoy this ride. Yes, very much so. How <laughs> many do you think
0: you're actually going to be interested in watching this season?
1: Oh boy, you know, it's freaking. I got back to teaching school yeah. oh no i'm going to make a concentrated effort to watch sabaki bisco okay. uh my dress up darling okay uh, and then uh lia dale uh no daichi nite okay and, yeah and uh fantasy bishoujo those are the ones the new anime that i will try to to keep up with
0: <laughs> i'm kind of right there with you fantasy bishoujo my dress up darling love of kill and then sabaki bisco is probably my top ones she professed herself the disciple of the wise men it falls very much into what i've said of other like isekai stuff that mm. i enjoyed the story it's fun but i've already read the manga i don't really need to sit down and watch the anime and like go through the story again yeah if that makes any sense it's not it's not worth that second go
1: yeah there's certain stories that just like once you've done it you're like yeah okay that was fine yep i need to do that again <laughs> Yep. requiem of the rose king I am going to give that one a shot. I don't know how how it's going to necessarily turn out. I don't know. <laughs> like uh, my my thoughts on it are kind of conflicted just because I'm like, "Oh, I love I love history and I I, I enjoy Shakespeare." is a take on a Shakespearean play not so much on the history which could be kind of interesting right there Mm -hmm. I don't really know how what it (laughs) (laughs) it, it could be it could end up being really good or it could end up being really bad maybe this is just because like I'm having horror flashbacks to really poorly done recent BBC shows (laughs) on historical events right? and I'm just like why why come on <laughs> just bring back sharps rifles or something like that right. that's good
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious
1: so yeah and and as I said I need a binge 86 yeah and uh... <laughs>
0: There's a and, lot uh, of anime it, I need to binge right now.
1: And, and come can can back to okay, so I actually want to do like a real. I know that we've already kind of gone for pretty long right here, but I actually kind of want to do like a quick catch up on like some of the things that we had talked about for fall season that
0: we didn't that actually I'm like, talk about the fall season.
1: Well, we did talk about we didn't record it, but like we, oh, yeah, we had right. talked about the fall season and we had the whole list and everything. Yeah. And we had gone, and we had gone over it. My senpai is annoying. Mm-hmm. That was gorgeous anime.
0: <laughs> that that one's was one I need to binge.
1: That is absolutely worth it. It is absolutely worth it. It's almost like Nagatoro, where it's just like they did not have to go that far in terms of animation, but they did, mm-hmm. and it gets even better because of it. The people behind this anime loved what they were doing, and it shows throughout yeah. the whole thing, which makes it so much fun. And Suki to Suki to Laika, that was incredibly done. Really? I do have gripes okay. with the last episode because I'm like the lat, that last episode could have basically have been an entire season in and of itself. Mm-hmm. It kind of does the show a disservice. Like I, I would rec- like I would be all like hands down, absolutely. 100% recommend this to everyone and anyone except for that last episode. Cause the last episode tries to do too much. Yeah. It rushes a lot of very important plot points. And so it falls flat. And I knew they were going to do this. I knew they were going to do it. They do not follow up with the romance between the two main characters. Like, they have this fantastic build-up. It, it's so good. And then it just gets dropped. And it's just like... Oh. It's like, I knew you were going to do it. I knew you were going to do it because it's in the light novels. You didn't have to do it here, but you did. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> it's still really, really good. I do right. recommend it, but that last episode, woof.
0: <laughs> woof. <laughs> okay, good to know. Okay. I need to, well, I need to watch a bunch of stuff. There's always more stuff to watch. It never ends.
1: It never ends. <laughs> uh man, I, can my winter break just, just go on for, like, the next month, please? I wish. Thank you.
0: I wish I could get like a month off, like starting now (laughs) and not have to go back to work tomorrow morning. Just had the day off and it was wonderful.
1: Ah, and those days off. All right, well that's pretty much that's pretty much what what I've got to say. Yeah,
0: no, I think it's good. This has been Camille's Harem slash Need for Weeb. You can find us on our subreddit art slash Camille's Harem. You can also find us on the Need for Weeb podcast, wherever you get podcasts, as well as the Camille's Harem YouTube channel. Which there's a good chance you're probably listening to this there than the actual podcast. But hey, there is a audio version podcast that you can listen to while you're driving too.